Hi friends, it is Friday, March 5th. My name is Nessa Kay. I'm a Washington DC photographer. I shoot weddings. I don't have a good way to do this intro. It's different every time. <laughs> Today, we are gonna be talking about the first nine hour wedding that I've shot in the past literal year, the past 363 days. And we're gonna be talking about some admin work that I've been doing, which is not sexy at all. I am currently drinking Earl Grey tea, getting back to basics. Earl Grey tea is amazing because it has bergamot, ber bergamot, bergam, ber it's what Fruit Loops taste like. And Earl Grey tea has some in there, so it tastes like tea with Fruit Loops milk poured into it and it's delicious, it's my favorite. But it's been a hot minute since we have talked on here. I really didn't feel like much was happening my second half of February and then all of a sudden now I have things to talk about. <laughs> so much has happened since we've last talked and by that I mean I got a haircut and also I shot my first nine hour wedding in exactly one year. The last nine hour day that I had was February 29th. <laughs> I remember it fondly, but it was really interesting to get back into weddings and I'm so curious if you're gonna have this experience too or if you've already had this experience. It was so interesting to see crowds just getting back to normal. Everybody at this wedding, there were a handful of people wearing masks and those people were staying away from the crowds, but there's kind of a thing that happens even when people are wearing masks where an hour or so after being around each other, everybody just feels comfortable taking their masks off. Maybe they take them off as part of a, well, I'm gonna have some water or I'm gonna eat something and then they just end up leaving off their mask throughout the end of the night. And I remember from last summer when masks were required to be inside, there was a really strange thing that would happen where people would be very much far apart and keeping their distance. And then at the end of the night, nobody had masks on and there was no distancing. And I know part of that is just alcohol, but it was also really interesting to see some people like still trying to adhere to some social distance. Like, but there was a literal conga line and there was, I have pictures of this guy just hovering his hands <laughs> above the person in front of him. And I'm like, yeah, the CDC says if you do a conga line during a pandemic, then you want to hover your hands over the person's shoulders. <laughs> it was interesting to see the digression that happens in people's personal awareness and safety at weddings. And something really interesting happened during the dance party that I've never seen that has never happened. It started off and not that many people were dancing. And usually whenever I'm meeting with clients, I say, you probably only need me there for maybe an hour to an hour and a half into the dance party. Because after that, it kind of ends up being redundant. Like everybody that's going to hit the dance floor has at that point and they're just progressively getting more drunk. But the thing I'm noticing now is that if there is a dance floor, it usually starts with less dancing and people sort of gain more courage as the night goes on. So the busiest dance party pictures that I took weren't until like an hour into the reception. And I wonder if that's gonna be the case for a lot of us because it used to be everybody gets on the dance floor, they do the obligatory like, okay, I, you know, I did the dance party thing and now I'm just gonna, you know, go and sit it out. But it was really interesting to see and I'm so curious to hear if that's gonna be your experience this year, at least until I guess more people are vaccinated or whatever the case may be. It was also really interesting to realize how out of shape I am. <laughs> I was so sore the next day. And part of it was because the wedding was in New York. And so uh, I went up with Sam, he second shot for me and we ended up walking around the day before the wedding. There was a lot of walking on the wedding day 
And we also ended up walking a couple of miles the morning after, but my body was wrecked. Like I absolutely need to start doing more exercises. If you know me at all, you know that I have arthritis and that I'm actually supposed to be doing a lot of physical therapy exercises and I haven't been doing those as often as I should be, which is not great. <laughs> I am very curious to go through and call the images from the full wedding day because I haven't not been busy. I shot, I think, three weddings in January. I've been shooting sessions, you know, once every other week. Not crazy, but for, you know, January, February, it's been pretty busy. Uh, but one thing that I do at elopements is I, I tend to, like, I overshoot anyway. That's just, that's who I am as a person. So I'm so curious to look through a full wedding day and see how much of the carryover comes from mostly shooting elopements for the past year and, and see if the way that I handle coverage is any different. But I can say that in the nine hours of coverage, I have, I think, about 6,000 images to go through. So I'm very curious to see what it looks like. One thing that I really wanted to talk with you guys about was the last thing that I posted on Patreon that I shared with you was about outsourcing. I haven't been illustrating much at all lately just because once I get done editing or emailing or doing whatever it is that I need to be doing with my day work-wise, I haven't really been feeling like, oh, and now I want to sit and stare at a screen and also draw for a couple of hours. So I haven't really been feeling it. And I know part of this is probably just like burnout from the pandemic. And I know I already talked about that a lot on Patreon and went over some of the ways that I'm going to be outsourcing some of the things that I'm doing. But one of my tasks for today that I thought I would share with you is that I'm currently putting together a list of long-term projects. I've been reading a book called Nudge and Nudge Theory is the idea that there is a big picture structure in place so that you kind of end up doing the thing that you're supposed to do. Like people end up buying stuff from end caps more often than not because of where end caps are situated in grocery stores. That is one way that we are nudged at a grocery store. And the entire concept behind nudge theory is basically like you as the business owner are Spock. You are this like logical being that has all of this information and you create a plan that probably doesn't factor in like emotions or off days. And you're like, this is the business plan. This is how the day is going to go. Here's your to-do list. And then you hand it off to your employee, which is also you. But your employee is Homer Simpson. <laughs> and you have to figure out a way as Spock to make your day <laughs> scheduled out so that Homer Simpson can carry out the schedule and the task. So you have to make it kind of foolproof. And one of the ways that I'm setting that up for myself today, I'm going to my task manager and I'm going to be putting in all of my long-term projects, like things that I eventually need to work on in a space where I can reference them regularly. Because a lot of the time there are tasks that need to be done that probably wouldn't take that long but it's not timely or I don't want to do it or maybe it's a big thing that I need to work on. For example, overhauling your portfolio. If that was a thing that I needed to get done, I would probably just have to schedule a day to do it. But if I had it on a list of long-term projects, instead of just like, oh, that's something I need to do, I need to plop that on my calendar immediately. If I have a list of these long-term projects, then I can schedule them out with a reasonable amount of time instead of just like, oh yeah, I need to do that. I plan on making a list of long-term projects, things that eventually need to get done that I should be working on that I need to schedule out for myself and I'm also going to be assigning times to different tasks. So even if I don't get them done, I'm at least dedicating like five, 10 minutes to doing like Bonjoros. I'm so behind on Bonjoros. It's this thing that I like to do whenever people sign up for Patreon where I send them a personalized video and I'm behind on it. And a lot of it is just because like I look like 
like a pile of human garbage most of the time when I'm <laughs> sitting at home by myself. <laughs> and so it's really hard for me to justify like, oh, I should do this like nice personal video where I'm thanking somebody for backing me on Patreon when my house is dirty or I look like a mess. So it's really hard for me to justify doing bronzer oils all the time. But it's one of those things that I need to add to my list of long-term projects and just assign a day a week that I do it. So that's what I'm going to be working on today. Just sort of like admin stuff that doesn't sound very fun, but I'm in a systematic state of mind. So I'm going to do it. One thing that I have been considering adding to that list is mini sessions. And I know I've talked about how I think they're just really overwhelming before. And I agree that I think that is very much still the case. Like I'm very much overwhelmed by the idea of doing a bunch of mini sessions in part because I know that I will just throw my everything into like, okay, and switch and go and switch and go and try to fit in like a one hour session in a 20 minute or 30 minute time period that I have with people. But I have an idea for mini sessions that I really wanted to do last year. But last year we were under lockdown that was so strict that they were saying that they would write you tickets if you left your house for more than just going to the grocery store. So I literally couldn't go out of the house last spring, but I have an idea for mini sessions that I'm thinking about doing. And if I do end up doing it, I will definitely end up talking more about the process on Patreon. And it seems like something that would benefit a lot of people. I know so many people have emailed me saying like, we have a six month old baby and we have zero pictures together because we had our child during lockdown. So as much as I am overwhelmed by the idea of doing mini sessions, a part of me also feels like it could be a nice service to provide to people to have like a less expensive way for people to get nice portraits, especially for people that have like young, young babies and they might not necessarily need an entire hour long session anyway. Like their kid's not moving. Those babies aren't doing much. They just wanna be held. <laughs> but it's an idea that I've been kicking around and since I like talking to you guys about stuff, I wanted to talk to you about it. Part of me feels like I'm kind of a hypocrite because I'm like, oh, I would never do that. It's so much stress. And now I'm just like, I feel really burnt out because after working all day, I don't feel like doing drawings. And I'm like, hey, here's this like new project that <laughs> I'm thinking about doing that I've never taken on before because it feels really overwhelming. But I will only do mini sessions if I can find a really efficient way to do it. And if I can also outsource those images. So that is where I'm at today. Today is going to be kind of a not fun admin day, but I think it's going to be really necessary just for getting my Homer Simpson to do the things that he's supposed to do, which is not letting the nuclear power plant melt down. <laughs> like that is that is his job. It is crazy that he's so he's so bad at it. But that's the plan. I'm going to finish drinking my Earl Grey tea and then I'm going to do some physical therapy exercises. You talked me into it. Thank you for talking me into it. I'll do it, okay? I don't want my body to fall apart. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here for me to talk to. Lately, I felt like when I journal, I'm just screaming into a void, even though I know that I'm like talking to myself. So it feels really nice knowing that I can talk about photography stuff with people that also do it or care about it or, you know, are just there to listen. So it means a lot to me that you're here. I hope you're having a good day. If you've never had Earl Grey tea before, what are you waiting for? This is your time to shine. And I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye.